the dynamics around your personal relationships and maybe also your work life and your sense of self-expression may be a little bit challenged right now based on some interesting dynamics we have going on astrologically. And this full moon coming up on Tuesday, August 1st uh, in sidereal Capricorn. So the Western astrologers are out there talking about full moon in Aquarius. This one's inside Euro Capricorn. We'll talk about what that means in a moment. This full moon in particular is a good time to um, just consider the dynamic of all the things I just mentioned, like your personal relationships and your personal power and the sort of routines and structures in your life to um, maximize all those things because they all should, you know, sort of commingle and and serve the betterment of ourselves and our lives, right? Like, so it shouldn't just be our personal power and our work life and, and our sense of abundance and what we're trying to create in this world, nor should it just be only focused on relationships, but astrologically, those things are sort of all coming into play, maybe um, creating some sort of tension there, which is ultimately for our betterment, for our like bringing up issues to show us um, where we could do a little bit better and make these things more harmonious. So this full moon is presenting an opportunity to look at that and um, and see what we can improve on, see what we can release to make these things better. So let's dive into astrologically why. First, I would like to extend you a warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. I'm a Vedic sidereal astrologer, which means, like I was saying, in sidereal astrology, this full moon is happening in Capricorn. And if you look at the night sky, if you get one of those apps or maybe a telescope and you know what you're looking at with the telescope, but the apps will tell you um, the full moon will actually be in the constellation of Capricorn which to me feels good. You know, there's nothing necessarily wrong with the tropical zodiac, but if you're new to Vedic astrology or maybe new to astrology in general, maybe you found this podcast because you like yoga and you don't know um, much about the the deeper um, meanings and layers of astrology, maybe you didn't even know before this moment that there was more than one zodiac. So I have an article on my website. It's always linked in the show notes on the podcast. I don't always put it in the in the description on YouTube, but um, you can find it in the articles section on my website about the differences, more about the sidereal zodiac. But just suffice it to say, it is more astronomically accurate, which to me feels good. Um, and to others, maybe it doesn't matter. If it doesn't matter to you, fine. Just know that we use the sidereal zodiac here which means this is happening in Capricorn. So we're going to talk about what a full moon in Capricorn means and what um, all the other interplay of stuff going on in the sky is because nothing happens in a vacuum. There's all these energies sort of swirling around all the time. And wow, have I heard it from people that all this dynamic that I was referring to that's really, so it's related to Saturn retrograding. Retrograde Saturn is aspecting a retrograde Venus as well as Mars, which is not, Mars is not retrograde, and Mercury, and Mercury's not retrograde right now either, um, but will be soon in 
direct opposition to this retrograding Saturn. So we'll talk about what all that means. You know, if, if I just lost you with some jargon, um, we'll talk about what it means and you can maybe decide for yourself if you're feeling it too. And then of course we'll end with, um, yoga practices and journal prompts to help you make the most of this energy so that you can sort of maybe theme your classes or, um, sort of tap into these energies rather than trying to flow against them in your life via yoga and journaling. Um, so let's talk first about these other things happening. I want to talk about the full moon, but, um, I keep hearing from folks that as I suspected, this Venus retrograde is absolutely bringing up, uh, issues from childhood, childhood trauma, perhaps some generational trauma, which means it's a good time to do inner child work. Are there ways that you had to survive in your youth, um, ways that you had to be and show up in the world that maybe are no longer serving you, that might aren't, might not be serving your relationships the best, um, in adulthood. So I suspect you probably know, like, I probably don't need to tell you, um, like there's probably some sense of your being that's like, wow, I was maybe like quiet as a kid because I got picked on or something like that. Right. Or, um, do you have a tendency to, do you know your attachment style? These kind of things we went over in the, um, workshop that we did for this. It's already loaded up as a recording for folks in the membership. Um, do you know your attachment style? Do you know how that affects your relationships, how you show up in relationship? This kind of thing is just in general being brought up by Venus retrograde. And so Saturn is also retrograding. Saturn has to do with our, um, routines and structures and, and sort of like our hard work, sort of like daily habits. Saturn is very much like every time I see a post from James Clear, the guy who wrote Atomic Habits, I'm like, this guy, I got to find his chart because he is like Saturn talking. When I read one of his posts, I'm like, did Saturn write that? Because, you know, like he, maybe his chart is like, really Saturn dominant or something, I suspect, because that whole idea of tiny, small habits that are like not glamorous, um, those are like what's going to get you the outcomes that you want in life. And that's the message of Saturn. And so when Saturn's retrograde, it might be a time to course correct. Like, so James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, often also talks about um, how the, the analogy of like a boat or a plane and their navigate navigation systems are different than like us driving on the road. Cause we have to just follow the road and that's a different animal than if you are just in open air or open water and you're following a compass heading. And so if your compass heading is just one degree off by the time you've gone a really long way, you end up far from your desired outcome or desired destination. And so Saturn retrograde might be presenting to you ways in which your compass heading might be a little bit off. Um, so it's important to always, in my opinion, always have a greater vision for your life and know where you're headed. Right. Um, and then these astrological happenings will 
um, challenge you and they will show you ways in which you might be getting off course and Saturn retrograde is a transit that really highlights these things. If you're experiencing challenges or if you're feeling um, maybe sort of directionless, uh, that actually maybe has a little bit more to do with Neptune retrograde and Pisces right now, this, this feeling of being um, disillusioned with what you're doing, right? Disillusioned with uh, things that, that could be an element coming up. So these are all other things happening, but the Saturn retrograde particularly is extremely relevant to this full moon because um, Saturn or Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. And I told you, Astrology for Yogis students, that you would hear you would hear people say, like I just meant to say Capricorn and I said Saturn. It's a Freudian slip. You'll pay attention. You'll hear other astrologers do it, interchange the planets with the the name of the sign that they're talking to talking about because um, the qualities of any sign are derived from the ruling planet partially um, in large part by the the ruling planet and so Saturn rules both Capricorn and Aquarius and Saturn is in Aquarius right now retrograding this full moon is happening in Capricorn so there's a few things going on like I mentioned there's a relationship between this Saturn retrograde and the Venus retrograde and also Mars and Mars has to do with like our ambition and our drive and our motivation specifically. So Saturn says, uh, rely on discipline over motivation. Mars says, let's have some motivation to get things done. So when Mars is receiving that drishti, that gaze from Saturn, there's an energy of even more so probably it's a good time to rely on discipline over motivation. Um, your, your motivation might be feeling a little bit restricted or clouded. And so it's a good time that if you've got things in this lifetime that you're hoping to accomplish to rely on that discipline instead, because motivation might be fleeting, might be extra fleeting right now. And the fact that Mars is sitting there with Venus might be bringing this element of, um, masculine feminine balance into question and then with Mercury there, just adding the whole communication element, how are you communicating um, your internal masculine feminine? Like, how is that coming up? Are you, um, you know, maybe even exploring some like gender fluidity within yourself? What does it mean to have like exist within gender roles or, or without gender roles, right? This kind of thing is going on. And all of that ties back to Saturn because they, all of the, these themes are being tied together right now because they are mutually aspecting each other because Saturn is in Aquarius and Venus retrograde and Mars and Mercury are all over here in Leo and soon Mercury will go retrograde in Leo as well. Just adding fuel to that um, communication challenge fire, if you will, and self-expression fire. So what does this all have to do with the full moon? You might be wondering. So like I mentioned, the full moon is happening in Capricorn, which is also ruled by Saturn. And so that is at this full moon, it might be a time where your emotions are feeling a little bit restricted. And so this is just on, you know, the day or so around the full moon, you might be feeling a little bit more 
cool and practical and maybe even grounded, which is a good thing when it comes to your emotions. So especially for some of these more fiery things going on with Venus, which is love and relationships, Mars, which is like your motivation and your willpower, Mercury, which is communication. If you're experiencing some fieriness, some explosiveness, some distortion around those things at this time of the full moon would be a good time to take some spiritual practice time, if you will, some time to new moons and full moons are always, always recommended to carve out some time, maybe a whole day, maybe less than that within the sort of three days around the peak of the uh, new or full moon to tap into that spiritual practice, to carve out that space for yourself. This full moon extra, especially so because of its connection to Saturn and this connection to structures in our life um, and routines and habits and, and creating space. So let's talk about the nakshatra where this full moon is happening, which is Shravana. And so nakshatras are lunar mansions. It's another article I have on the website. You can learn more about nakshatras and how they're sort of used in a practical sense in Vedic astrology. Um, they're lunar mansions. They matter a little bit more for what the moon is doing than they do for any other planets. Um, and so and there's like a mythology behind that that I believe is described in the article. But this nakshatra is symbolized by a listening ear is one of the, so it actually translates to hearing. Shravana is like hearing. Um, and then also has this other symbol we'll talk about in a moment of three footprints in an uneven row because it also has this connection to Vishnu and this idea, there's a story there too about the like limping with three steps. Um, so we'll talk about how that relates in just a moment. But um, so the overall energies of this um, full moon, knowing what we know about it's in Capricorn, it's in a nakshatra that's symbolized by a listening ear um, and knowing what we know about Venus being retrograde and with Mars there adding sort of fuel to the fire in a fire sign and Mercury's there now too, kind of like fanning the fire in the fire sign. Um, we know that relationships are under challenge right now because of this Venus retrograde. And especially for this sort of right now around the full moon and until I believe it's August 7th when Venus moves on back to cancer, um, there is maybe a little bit of a heightened focus on your relationship to yourself and how that, um, how your relationship with yourself. And so things like I was mentioning, like your inner child work type endeavors, which will continue to persist through, um, the Venus retrograde through cancer there, there's a heightened focus on that at, around the time of the new moon and how that causes you to show up in relationships. And that's fine if you're doing that work and really considering your role in things and, and the way you sort of um, contribute to your outcomes in life and in your relationships. But there, that also, the sort of shadow side of that focus on self is that maybe uh, you might be approaching relationships of like, well, this is what I need and this is how I perceive the relationship and um, that kind of stuff. So at this full moon, it's a good time to tap into your active 
listening in relationships for one thing, but also are there any signs from the universe going on around you like where things just might not be aligned anymore? So this is what I was saying with the Saturn and the course correcting thing. While Saturn is retrograde, um, are you hearing little hints from the universe, from whatever, that something in your life is just not a right fit or you are um, sort of off course a little bit and, and what, you know, what is your North Star? Like what is the compass heading that you're following and can you tap into deep listening to maybe it's the people around you, maybe it's how your nervous system reacts to certain situations or relationships. How, how do you know and you know, like, I'm not here to tell you, you know, within your being when something's not right. And so are there any signs like that happening in your life right now? And can you pay more attention to that kind of thing so that at this full moon, you can release the things that are not aligned with your North Star, with your compass heading? And so... Um, that's a little bit more on the internal side, but then also know that um, in relationships, it's an extra beneficial time to practice that active listening, that listen, you know, listening to understand rather than listening to respond, right? So uh, often we will be listening and thinking like we're just reacting to the things that are being said and we're crafting our next response to that um, while the person is talking. And so active listening is an approach of like, can you just repeat what the person said back to them in their own words before you respond? So the focus while you're listening is instead of forming your reaction, it's making sure that you really understood what they said and, and bringing that clarity there. Because especially um, when Mercury goes retrograde and we'll have Mercury and Venus retrograde at the same time, uh, it might be... A little extra challenging to have that communication going on in relationships so now at this full moon practice it practice that skill of actively listening in your relationships and then so another big overall energy of this full moon so the first ever overall energy is is listening right overall theme is listening deeply to others and um, your nervous system and, and the signs around you. And the other one is reflecting on long-term plans and maybe celebrating your progress so far. So this is going to require um, like creating a container for yourself. Um, we'll talk about that in a moment, but can you, so at a full moon, at any full moon, we're like thinking about bringing things full circle, right? Um, maybe also releasing things that um, it's like the shedding cycle. It's the beginning of the the day crescendo or like the, um, you know, the waning moon phase, the contraction, uh, the releasing, like the exhale is the full moon marks the beginning of that. So over the next, you know, half, paksha is what it's called, um, two weeks that this portion of the lunar cycle, the next fortnight, I suppose, um, what can you sort of release and 
to, what could you release that would bring you more in alignment with that long-term plans, but also like, can you celebrate your progress? Can you maybe look back over the course you've been on and, and see if, you know, maybe it hasn't been, hasn't been linear and you haven't been on that perfect compass heading the whole time. Um, can you just sort of look back and see how maybe that's been okay for you? Um, and so some element here is also, can you release your attachments to outcomes rather than, so when we're thinking of like a destination, um, we like, that's an outcome, right? And so the Bhagavad Gita would have us, you know, know that we need to do our work diligently and not be so attached to how that looks, right? So for example, if you've ever like been sailing, you know, so there's some other big ships that like, is not the case, but on a sailboat, particularly, um, and so just like, bear with me here, because this is not, I, I hope I'm not losing you with another analogy, but on a sailboat, you have to do what's called tacking, which is um, where you'll, you know, the sail has to like be on either side of the boat. So you don't go straight in a sailboat. You do in like a motorboat, but in a sailboat, you have to like what's called come about and you're kind of like zigzagging because of the way the wind pushes the boat when it catches the sails, it pushes it like on a diagonal. And so you zigzag and you do it, you know, you come about so that you're sort of on average moving towards that destination, but you might not be moving directly towards that destination. And so that's like to get back to the Vishnu and the three footprints um, analogy. It's okay if it hasn't been linear. It's okay if you look back on your, your path or maybe you're like, oh, I've gotten a little bit off path. It's like, how can you course correct so that on average you're heading towards that um, destination, whatever destination is for you, what are you hoping for? Um, if you're unsure, your birth chart is the place to look for that kind of thing. All the answers are there. It, I recognize that it's highly complex. You can start learning it, you know, stick around listening to the podcast, get the birth chart decoder. If you want to sort of accelerate that, um, that learning and get some answers more quickly, that's what a birth chart reading could be good for. Um, and actually until tomorrow night at 11 59 PM, I posted about on socials once, um, but I'll go ahead and mention it here. So until Friday, July 28th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. I'm running a sale on readings for, it was in honor of a local festival, but y'all can have it too if you want. Um, you use code LOVESHINEPLAY33 with the numbers 33 at the end. So it's 33% off. That's a really good sale. Um, I like almost never run sales that big, but I was feeling it for the local Love Shine Play Festival here in Asheville. So if you want a reading, jump on that. The deadline is tomorrow night. Um, so hopefully maybe you're listening to this before the deadline passes, but anyway, uh, if you want a faster, you know, sort of answer, uh, and maybe feel a little bit more cohesive towards what the answers that your birth chart holds, a reading could be really helpful for that. Um, and so for all of this, for this like course correcting, uh, sort of journey, it will require you to create this container for yourself so that you can 
you know, like I was saying, like James Clear, like the habits thing, how can you create this container, this structure to explore that, to acknowledge the progress you've made, acknowledge what effort you've put in and to continue efforting towards that, that thing, because none, none of it, nothing, um, in life really happens overnight, right? Like almost anything takes consistent effort over time. Almost anything worth having or doing or being takes this consistent effort over time. And so how are you creating that container for that for yourself is a good thing to consider at this full moon. So how does this, all of this show up in yoga practice? First of all, so I always like to think of how that these themes could show up in an asana practice. So like if you're a teacher, which turns out, um, of the listeners that I talk to and when I run surveys and polls and stuff, turns out a lot of you are yoga teachers. If you're not, it's okay. It's not a requirement, but, um, if you're a teacher, how in your classes, or if you're a student, if you have any sort of like home practice, especially, how can you create a space to listen to your body? Or if you're a teacher to facilitate your students to listen to theirs more. So, um, this is an important value of mine as a trauma informed yoga teacher, um, and a budding yoga therapist. I'm almost there with my certification. It's been a long journey. So, um, that's one of the things for me. It's like, I'm course correcting on that journey in my personal life and, and kind of shifting how I approach my days to create more time as I bud into a yoga therapist. So just for example, um, that's how it's showing up for me. But in your classes, when I was early on in the journey of, you know, trying to teach this trauma informed yoga and, and create space for folks to listen to their bodies more in class, the reactions I would get often from students was I would say like, and now sort of like Yogi's choice or this kind of thing. And people would like look around for what they were supposed to be doing. And so over time as a teacher, I've gotten better about, um, facilitating that, the things to say to make folks feel comfortable with exploring their sensations. Um, but so if you're a teacher, that's something to work in is how can you create more spaces, nooks and crannies in class to not tell your students what they should be experiencing, but create that space for them to hear their inner sensations and experience it for themselves. But then as a student, you know, which, so if you are a teacher, hopefully you're still a student as well. Um, and, and like in your own practice, whether if you, even if you're not a teacher, how can you create more space in your life to listen to your body? So instead of worrying about is your, you know, shape perfect, can you worry more about what it feels like? Can you do a kind of practice, especially around this full moon that, invites that. And so if you want to see it in action, please join us at the Yogi Scopes flow that will be next Wednesday because so the full moon is peaking on Tuesday. So next Wednesday it's at 5:30 AM Eastern time, which I reckon recognizes early for a lot of people and in the middle of the night, depending on your time zone. But if you sign up, if you are SVP, you will get the recording sent to you immediately. So you can go to yogiscopes.com slash classes to sign up for that. If you want to see it in action, practice it. That's a lot of what we'll be exploring in that asana practice. And so another yoga practice for this full moon is yana yoga, the knowledge yoga. So yoga traditionally, the philosophy and all of it is a 
an oral tradition. So can you, I don't know, listen to an audiobook or you're already listening to a podcast. Can you tap a little bit more into that um, oral tradition around this, this full moon producing or uh, pursuing knowledge through listening? And so that might be, you know, learning something new philosophy wise, getting an audiobook, um, going to a teacher's lecture, like whatever. Can you make some space for that? in your life and in your practice because there's magic there as well and then also in an asana sense is flowing movements for the legs so the reason i say the legs is so capricorn rules over the knees um and so aquarius is like the lower legs we have a lot going on in um capricorn and aquarius you know this full moon's in capricorn saturn is retrograding in aquarius so um, and then the moon is like water. So can you invite this water element to in the legs? And so I've been sharing on Instagram little like, not very often, but I'm trying to do it more. So if y'all could like jump on there and let me know if you like it. Um, it's just Yogi Scopes, just like the podcast. Y-O-G-I-S-C-O-P-E-S -E is my Instagram handle. I've been sharing and I'll, I'll try to share a little example of like what I mean by this. Um, on Instagram sometime between now and then um, because it's fun for me to do and I feel like there are some things that just saying out loud on a podcast I can't do as good justice to as I can uh, with a video on the internet so um, yeah so that's your yoga practices so your journal prompts for this full moon are one have you gotten attached to outcomes over processes or goals so in what ways could you be more open to achieving your vision in different ways than you may have pictured so this has to do with that course correcting thing are you really really attached to you're like i know this is my north star this is where i'm headed this is what i want to do with my life and you've become really really attached to certain things that you may have started doing uh or whatever to because when you started them they were what made the most sense to get you there um, but maybe for whatever reason, they're not serving you in the same way anymore. And so just can you examine that? Can you examine your attachments? Can you examine especially your attachments to the things you do and the ways you do them? And if they are still serving your highest vision for your life? Um, because that's the thing. We know, especially if you made it this far into a yoga and astrology podcast, you probably have some sense that... Um, we have to keep shedding and cycling and and up leveling and going on this nonlinear journey towards the destination, towards whatever your vision or dharma is. Um, and so can you just consider, because sometimes we do get, we're like, I started this for this reason, but maybe now it's not as aligned. And, and if we don't examine this on a regular basis, uh, we'll just get out of alignment quick. So that's the whole energy of this full moon. And then so journal prompt number two is consider the areas of your life that could benefit from more structure and organization and how can you create routines and systems to support your ambitions. So that has to do with all the Saturn stuff that I mentioned. So the main questions to ponder for the full moon are, um, are you listening well to those around you, to your nervous system, to the signs from the universe or God or whatever you um, choose to, um, when you hear signs, where do they come from? When you get feelings, where do they come from? Um, and can you 
course correct? Can you release things that feel a little bit less aligned to that overall vision? Release habits, release activities, and create space for yourself to be on that nonlinear journey, create that structure for yourself to trust the process and know that it's not linear. So that's all I hope to. Okay. So last couple reminders before we close out is that coupon for a reading. If you'd like to get a reading, they are on sale for 33% off until Friday, July 28th at 11:59 p.m. Eastern time. That's when that Love Shine Play 33 coupon expires. Um, and I just launched a new mini course. I can't believe I didn't mention that because if you want a cheaper way to DIY, that's a little bit more in depth than the birth chart decoder. So this is actually um, this mini course. It's called Birth Chart Basics. I just released it. I only released it to my email list. So I'm actually going to send another email about it tomorrow. So make sure you're on my email list if you want to sign up for it. Um, it's a beta round right now, which is why I'm trying to prioritize folks that have sort of been in the loop for a little bit longer. It's a brand new mini course. It's already loaded up. I've already released it. Um, and I'll be sending an email again tomorrow about it. The deadline to sign up for the beta round is July 31st. And so it's basically you'll get, if you put in the work, you'll get the same outcome basically that you would out of a reading. I'm like telling you how to read your own birth chart with these like mini lessons. They're um, five to maybe like 12 minutes long. There's about 10 of them. And they're just mini lessons that you can refer back to to understand how to read a chart and understand how to find meaning in your chart. And so it's like, think the birth chart decoder if you've gotten that free worksheet, but expanded upon with you know, more keywords for each sign and house so that you have to spend a little bit less time on Google. So the deadline to sign up for that is July 31st, which is Monday night. So just before this full moon, because we will have a Q and a, a live Q and a for the, the beta testers for the course, um, on August 20th. And so I want you to have enough time before our Q and a to go through the material and have questions. And then I plan to, update it and release it again, but it'll be more expensive once I've sort of fixed it based on our beta testers feedback. So, um, but for the, fo the folks that have already taken it have told me that it's like super helpful and, um, the bite sized lessons folks are really loving those that it's like something you can just easily refer back to when you're like, what did that mean again? Uh, kind of thing. So if you're ready to take that next step in learning your birth chart, Highly recommend grabbing that mini course while you can. Actually, you know what? I'll go ahead and put it in the show notes um, or a birth chart reading while they are on sale. So thanks for being here. Remember to keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Until next time, friends, take care.